0: Bible open up to Luke chapter 2. A thrill of hope is really all about Jesus. Spoiler alert. <laughs> a thrill of hope is really all about all about Jesus and what He what He brings to our life. He is the He is the reason for the season. He is the He is the thrill the thrill of hope. What we've asked God to do over the last few weeks is for Him to give us a special revelation. We've asked Him to give us something new. Give us something that we haven't got before. If you if you watch movies, a lot of you guys in here today, if I said, hey, tell me the, the actor of 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 this movie, you you would you would be able to name a movie. If I said name me the the, the main character of a of this movie or this this um, this show you watch, you'll tell you the main characters but a lot of people you don't know the supporting cast you don't know the guys that know that everyone passes over and what God has shown me over the last few weeks is there's some people in scripture that really don't get a lot of credit. We don't see their names a lot we don't see they're not Mary and they're not Joseph and they're not Jesus in the story so we're like ah really not that big of a deal. And what God showed me this past uh, the last few weeks is that man these these second these secondary characters or these third, these third these supporting cast they they matter, and I think the important thing that God wanted me to share with you today, if you get nothing else out of here today, is that God uses ordinary people. God's not using the God's not using the superstars. If I asked you guys the you know the best players of, of the best basketball players in the world, you would name off the the top of the, the top level. You would name guys like LeBron. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry—you would name some of the highest, highest highest-paid or some of the highest-level athletes. But none of us would say if I say, "Hey, tell me who the last guy on the bench is." I went to the Magic game with my brother this past this past week, and I I don't know half the guys out there. I know Aaron Gordon—that's about all I got. I've been a Magic fan since I was born but they've not been good since the 90s. And so, like, it really doesn't a whole lot to cheer for. I don't really know the players' names. And so I'm like, I just, I just don't know a lot of them. But you would name the highest level. But in Scripture, we've seen some people that God's used in this story. And so the first, the first people that we saw that God, God used was some, some shepherds. And we learned three things from the shepherds. Jesus' story changed my story. Jesus' story it changed my story Jesus' story, it changed it changed your story. Your story's changed because of who Jesus is, because the shepherds went and told everyone about what they had heard and seen. They went and told everyone. And because of that, my story's been changed and your story's been changed. And the, beauty, the beautiful thing about the church is this, is that when we come together, our story can change the world. Our story has changed the world. The story of Hope Church is changing the world. There's churches around the world, they're being, they're, their lives being changed because of the generosity that's coming out of this house. There are churches and there's people's lives are being changed. Because of this church, our world is our, we're we're changing the world because of our stories coming coming together. We learned last week that Christmas equals Christmas equals salvation. Christmas equals salvation. If there was no Christmas, there would be no would be no salvation. And we looked at a guy by the name of Simeon last last week, and Simeon is in, is in the story, and he's at church doing what he normally does. He's at church, is praising God and worshiping God, and in comes Jesus, and Simon says something that's so profound. He goes, "Jesus, I've seen you now." Now I can die. Like seeing a baby is not that profound. Like that, let's shoot you straight. Like show me an adult who's doing a good job at life. That's profound. But a little two-year-old baby, a little eight-month-old baby, they just lay, they sleep, they poop. You change them, and it's a cycle all over and again. That's all they do. That's not that exciting. But he goes, I have seen Jesus. He said, and Jesus is salvation. I have seen salvation. Now I can die. What a powerful testimony. The last thing that we, the only thing we know about Simeon is this. He says this, I saw Jesus and now I can die. And I want that to be the testimony of this church. When we see Jesus, we're good to go. We're good to go. I've, I've been at two, uh, last week I did a funeral and I did a funeral on Friday. And I hate getting up there and telling everyone this. Hey, heaven's better because they're like, well, we miss our family members. And, and I do, and I, I miss their family members too. And it's okay to miss your family members, but heaven, just so you know, it's a lot better. And the only way we get heaven is through salvation from Jesus, and so we learned, we learned a couple, three things last week about, about salvation, and the first thing we learned is that sight is a sign of salvation, sight is a, a sight of salvation, if you, if, you, if you meet someone who knows where they're going, what they're doing, they probably have seen Jesus, they have, they have sight, I, I know where I'm going, I have a, I have a purpose, we, say, we tell people at this church all the time, we want, people to, we want them to know who God is, we want you to know who God is, we want you to find freedom, we want you to, f- to discover your purpose, and want you to go out and make a difference, those are the four things that we want everyone to go out and do, we want that for everybody. But if you're going to do that, you have to have seen you have to have salvation. You have to have seen Jesus. Sight is a sign of salvation. The second thing is surrender is a sign of salvation. Surrender. We say, God, I've seen you now. I want to surrender. I want to surrender my life to you, Jesus. You can have my, you can have my life. Whatever 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 is me, God, you can have all of, you can have all of me. And then the third thing we learned learned last week that sacrifice is a sign of salvation. Sacrifice is a sign of salvation. So you've seen someone who's been saved. Some of the fruits of the salvation is, is sacrifice. They begin to they begin to sacrifice. So over the last five weeks, you guys have seen this graphic. It's called the Heart for the House, the Heart for the House offering. And for the last four or five weeks, we've been praying and asking God to do something incredible through the church, through through you guys, and, and what through something through all of us. And what we prayed was this that God you would just use this church. And I want them to use all the other churches in the city, and, and, and I want them, but they gotta pray that God will use them. But I'm praying that God will use this church. I don't pray a lot. But when I pray, but when I do, I'm praying that God uses this church. I want God to use this church in a profound way, but I don't want him just to use this church in Winter Garden. I want him to use this church all around the world. But that starts, what he does around the world, it starts in my heart. It starts in Michelle's heart. It starts in Chase's heart. It starts in Matt and Witt's heart. What God does in this church, it starts in our hearts. The vision, the sight that God's given me, it started in my heart. It's not about my eyes, it's about my heart. The Bible says where there is no vision, the the people fall apart, or the people die and go to hell. And so God's given me a vision and he's given me a desire to go out and reach this city. He's done that for us, and he said, hey, Wes, you're going to need some people to help you do that. You're going to need a church to help you reach the world, and this is what, this is what, you're who God gave us, <laughs> and I'm all you got. <clears throat> Someone said, you know, my pastor, he's a really, really, really good communicator recently. I'm like, well, at my church, I always act like I'm not the pastor. I'm like, well, at my church, our pastor, just pray for him. Just pray for our pastor. Like, just, you know, he's a mess. Pray for our pastor. I mean, he loves Jesus, but he's He's got a few things missing, you know, like he loves Jesus. He loves people. He's got the main things right, but pray for our, pray for our pastor. And they're like, man, your, your, your church must be a mess. I was, at, I, I, Kevin called me this past week and he said, Hey man, I need to, I need to, um, I need to ask you to do my, my, my dad's funeral. I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. I love funerals. I love funerals. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do it. So then he called me a day later and he said, um, he said, you're not going to, you're not going to believe the story that I'm about to tell you. I said, yeah, Kevin, shoot me straight. What you got? I said, I'll believe it. He said my my he goes I was talking to my sister the other day and she was at a restaurant across town. I said yeah okay cool awesome story and what then what happened? (laughs) Then you found twenty bucks? I don't know, like what happened, you know? He's like he's like and she was talking to this guy at at the at, at the table there. And, uh, and he was talking to her, and he was telling her, you know, that, you know, he, he has this landscaping company. And then he was, you know, telling her about landscaping company. And he was saying, hey, you ought to come visit my church. I go to this church in Winter Garden. And, and he's telling me the story, and, and, and Kevin's sister is telling him, basically, she's describing my brother to, to Kevin. And Kevin goes, is he, is he brown skin? Yeah, yeah, He's like, his hair is kind of nappy. I'm like, that's rude, Kevin. <laughs> He didn't say, he's like kinky. I think he said, like, it's just kinky curls. And I'm like, that's kind of weird too, but whatever, Kev. You know, he's like, he goes, that's, he goes, that's, La-, he goes, he goes, Latham? Latham? Is his name Latham? And the sister was like, yeah, that's him. It was Latham, that's him. Anyways, Kev, my brother's at the, at the restaurant. He's inviting this lady to come to the church. And then small, small word, I meet her on Sunday. And she's like, that's the guy that he was telling me about, the church that I've been wanting, that I need to come check out. And, and this lady hasn't been to church and, and, and it's been a while she's been to church. And, and Latham was planting, planting this, this seed in her brain. Like, hey, you need to come, you need to, come to this church. Like, but God can use all of us. All the way across town, Latham's saying, hey, you ought to, you, I want to tell you about my church. You need to come to my church because when Jesus changed your life, we want to tell people about what happened. And so God uses all of us to come together. So we've been praying that God would allow us to, 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 to raise the money. And the number that we've been trying to raise is $50,000. Like, that was a huge number because that number was double the number that we raised last year. And it was triple the number that we raised the year before. So I'm like, man, I don't I don't know if we can raise, I don't know if we can raise that much money. And, I, and Whit and Matt were at my house. during a community with me. And, and Whit's like, hey, how much are we going to raise this year? And I was like, I don't want to tell anybody. Because then I'm, I'm gonna be afraid once I tell everybody because then we're gonna have to really pray about it we're gonna have to do something about it and she's like, I'm gonna give you the number. This is the long version so she's like fifty thousand dollars and I'm like, man, that's great. I said it's, how, was that it rolled off your mouth so much easier than it is <laughs> than I'm trying to say it you know like and so we began to pray and ask God and i asked ask you guys just to pray that God would use you and whatever God would whatever God would put in your heart and in your bank account to do and then then that's what you'll do and so last week we raised somewhere around $47,000, and that's awesome. I put your hands together, that's awesome, because that's going to allow us to do so much. And then a few days later, someone gave a $5,000 gift, and then a few days later, someone gave a $2,500 gift, and a few days later, this morning, the guys found some more offering envelopes. There was $1,700 more in there, and so we've raised to date this morning, some more people will give today, and our next day, we raised over $57,000 in just one Sunday. Come on, go God. And that's what God did. And that's what God did through you. And that's what we do and we sacrifice. When we all sacrifice together, we can change the world. So we're, we're going to buy a church in Cuba. And that's so exciting because here's what God's called us. God didn't call us to, to build, build our kingdom. God's called us to build his kingdom. And so people are like, man, you need to get your own church. I'm like, buying a church. I said, Diane, we need to tell people it's a lot cheaper to buy a church in Cuba than it is to buy one in Winter Garden, Florida. It's a lot cheaper. We can buy a church in Cuba, a, a brick and mortar for $8,000 for here in the States, you know, it might cost us $8 million. And I have the faith to raise $50,000, but I don't, have the faith to, I don't have the faith to raise $8 million. Not yet, but I'm going to. I'm sitting on the front row of these jokers like, hey, next year we have the number for you. I'm like, what you got? They're like $100,000. I'm like, you get up and you tell them then, you know? Like, but God's going to do incredible things through this church. If we come together, if, we, if we're surrendered and he gives us a vision, he gives us a sacrifice, we're going to reach some people. You're going to start seeing more people come to these churches. Like where they come from, we're going to advertise more. We're going to promote more. We're going to reach more people. We're going to serve more. We're going to give away. We're going to give away more, and that's how we reach the world. And what I what I want to say to some of you guys in your taste, some of you guys you gave out of your you gave out of your excess, and some of you guys you gave out of your out of out of your, out of the bottom of your main like you gave your last bit. And wherever you fit in, wherever you fit into that skill, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm thankful for you. I'm glad that you would trust God with your resources. He, he's a good partner, by the way. He's an incredible partner. He's an incredible partner. One of my friends, he's like, hey, I didn't give last week, but I'm giving this week. I said, I don't want to miss out on the blessing that God has for me. It's so nice to go up to people and bless people and to encourage people. It's, it's, nice, to, it's nice to go in places, by the way, in, in my position, it's nice to go in places and buy all the socks and underwear that they have and give it to Matthew Sobe. It's an awesome feeling. It's nice to go to, to some people that are just trying to, 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 trying to make ends meet. It's nice to go up to them and just bless those people. And so that happens. at God's doing an incredible thing in this house. And he's, it's not, it's not, it's not this building because it doesn't, we don't even own it. It's, it's, it's your heart. It's your heart. My youth pastor said to us, Joel, our youth pastor said, now we're going to, I'm going to give the, the biggest amount I've ever given to a church. Diane and I, we gave the biggest amount that we've ever given to a church. I told you guys last week that someone, someone gave $10,000 and I went to lunch with a friend of mine the other day and said, we didn't, he said, hey, we, uh. We wanted to beat that other person that gave ten thousand dollars. I said, "Good for you." They said, "We gave ten thousand dollars plus a dollar just because we wanted to beat the other person." I said, "You guys are disgusting," and I'm praying for you. But that's what God did through you guys. That's what God does through. That's what God does through people. They said, "God, I'm going to. I'm just going to do whatever you ask me to do." Those shepherds, they just had to. Go, they just went back and told everyone, "Hey guys, you're not going to believe it, but Jesus changed our lives." He changed our story, we saw Jesus. And Simeon, just average old Joe Simeon, he's just, he's at church and he says, man, I'll, I'll just be able to die once I see, once I see Jesus, once I see Jesus. Simeon blessed, blessed Mary and Joseph and I wanna encourage you today, when oh, blessings always follow, obedience. We'll begin to hear stories because of your faithfulness, because of your sacrifice, because of your obedience. We'll start hearing now, we'll start hearing stories of, stories of obedience. Stories of obedience lead to stories of, of blessings. And we're gonna start hearing stories of blessings where God, God blessed you. Man, God blessed me because I was obedient. I did whatever God called me to. I wanna do whatever God called me to. I wanna do whatever God called me to, do, called me to do. But I want to change gear today. I want to I want to talk to you guys about Anna. Anna's awesome. I love Anna because Anna's gonna teach us about worship today. Anna's gonna teach us about worship. The shepherds, they went and shared their story. Simeon, Simeon, he was just obedient to whatever God called him and, and the blessings came. But I want to talk to you guys today about worship. And if you don't know anything about worship, worship is just whatever you spend the most time doing, whatever it is that you lift up, that's, that's worship. And I, I want you to know here today that everyone worships something. Everyone worships something. We all, we all worship something. Maybe you like music or maybe you like, maybe you like food. Maybe your thing is food. And I don't know. Maybe your thing is you, you like cars. I know for me, I realized the other day that my, one of the things I like to worship, I, I worship food. I, I was, um, Nelson and Jenny said, hey, I want to invite you over for, 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 for some food. I said, yeah, let's do it. Some comida. I said, yeah, I'm in. I want to eat. They said, what do you like? I said, I'm not that picky. I want pork. I want rice. And I want tostones. It's not that big of a deal, but I'm not picky. But whatever you guys bring, that's great. I love that food. And the reason why I like that is because there's a restaurant on the east side town where I go, they're called La Lechonero, and I love it. I, the food is good there, and I that's all I really want, so a few weeks later, I'm with my friend, my friend on, the, on the front row, Chase, I said, Chase, let's go to Bravo. I like I, I I Spanish food, I, I like Spanish food. I was like, let's go to Bravo. So we go to Bravo, and Chase goes, hey, I want you to, he goes, we're, we're buying that church in Cuba. I was like, no, we haven't raised the money yet. He goes, we're gonna raise the money. We're going to buy the he because I want you to learn how to order your food in Spanish. And Chase said, if you don't know this, Chase is the gringo. He's a white guy. He doesn't know Spanish, but he married a Venezuelan. Smart, bro. Smart guy. And he goes, hey, I want you to, I want you to order in Spanish. And I was like, oh, I'll, order, I'll order my rice in Spanish. I know rice. I got that. I got that. So he's like, no, I want you to order the whole thing. I said, like, no, no, I got this. I don't, I don't want to. I don't need to. I can just point. They know what I'm talking about. I know what I want. I want pork. I want rice. And I want some to- tostones. And I want some garlic sauce. That's all I really want. I mean, I know what I like. But I love this food. So the other day I left there and I went to another restaurant across town. I, I walked in. I said, I'll have the, the churrasco. And I want white rice. And I want black beans. And I want, I want, I want tostones. I knew exactly what I like. But, I've, I, have, but I realized when you love something, you want to know how to. You want to know everything you can know about it. So I walk into my restaurant the other day. I, I worked out. I'm one of those guys that work out and then I go eat. It's kind of like asking for forgiveness before you sin. Is that the way you say it, Lee? <laughs> so I, I walk into my restaurant and I said, Mediano. That means medium for all of you guys that are gringos. Mediano. I was so, my, my chest was up. <clears throat> my voice probably kind of was like, Mediano. I have medium. She says, Okay, yo quiero. I said, Arroz con pollo. I was in, dude, I was so committed. She goes, we don't have that. I think she said that. I said, arroz con Dude, I was confident. She said, what well, I thought she said, I think she said, do you want beans? I was like, frijoles, si, negro. I was killing it. I go down the line, she's next, next thing in line. She says, hey, she goes, what else? I said, "Pernil." I mean, I'm killing it. Like I'm just like, I'm confident I got this. And she's like, yo, yo quiero. I said, I think she's asked me what next. So I take a few sips. I was like, "Tostones." Now you guys say "tostones." I was like, "Tostones." You know, I just, I just when you walk in there, and I, and you, uh, I'll have the tostones. And she said, "What I think she, I think she said what I, what I think she said next." She goes, "Do you want garlic?" And I was like, "C." Si. Whatever she said, I was saying "C." Si. If I didn't know what it was, I was saying yes. She goes, "You want it on top?" I think, and I go, "C." Si. She goes, "Yo, uh, beber." I said, "Coca cola." I mean, I'm so committed. I think she said, what do you want to drink? But I was going with it. And she said, for here to, she said, for here to go. And I said, see. And whatever she gave me, it didn't matter. I was leaving with the food. Because <laughs> I love it. We all worship something. For me, I think I worship, I worship that meal. But Anna today, she's going to teach you and I about worship. She, she knew what she wanted to worship. She wanted to worship Jesus. And as much as I know about food today, I, maybe your thing is you, you like cars. And you can tell me a whole story about cars. I like shoes. I told Nia, I said, it's incredible me that Facebook knows what kind of shoes I like. And they know I like hints of orange. So everything that all the algorithm says, West Beecham, that boy likes some Nikes with a hint of orange. And I get stuff all the time coming my way. Because I love, I love shoes, and whatever it is that you love, you worship. Well, I love Jesus too. And I want the thing that I worship the most, I want it to be my friend Jesus. I want it to be my savior, Jesus, because Christmas gave us someone to worship. Christmas gave us someone to worship. Because we all worship something, but we need to worship someone. God really made you to worship someone. And the one that he wants you to worship is, is his son. God gave us his son on Christmas Day for us to worship. He gave us someone to worship. Some of you guys here today, you worship your kids. I don't worship my kids. I worship their mom, but I don't worship, I don't worship my kids. I like, I, like, I like their mom. My son recently, he's in his phase now. He's like, he's like your mama. I'm like, dude, you don't talk about my mom. Just, that's what I'm telling my son now. I'm about to get in a fist fight with my son. I'm like, bro, you don't, no one talks about my mom. Like, don't do that. You know, I'm like rolling my sleeves up, you know. I'm like, we'll fight. So he's like, you're serious? I'm like, don't talk about my mom. <laughs> he's like, mom, come help me. I'm like, you don't talk about my mom. You don't talk about it to them. It's, it's just me. I'm like, you don't talk about my mom. He thinks it's so funny. But I, Christmas gave us someone to worship. We all worship something. Maybe you, you like cars, or maybe you like shoes, or maybe you like jeans. I don't know what you like, but maybe, you were, maybe it's your kids, or maybe it's your, it's your, maybe it's your spouse. I don't really know what your thing is, but you, we all worship something, but God has made us to worship someone, and he's the someone. Christmas gave us someone to worship. Luke chapter 2, verse 36, the Bible says this, Anna, if you have a Bible, you can circle the word Anna there. She was a prophet, and a prophet, by the way, is someone who just speaks biblical truth. Someone who speaks biblical truth, and we we all need that. We all need. I'm, I, we all need someone speaking biblical truth into our life. That's what, that's what. she did. She was also there in the temple. She watched Simeon. She's there at Simeon, and Anna's there also. And she's in the temple. She was the daughter of Ph- Ph- Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was old. Everybody say old. She was old. Well, that's how old was she? I'll tell you in just a moment. Her husband died when they had only been married for seven years. She killed him. <laughs> like, seven years of you, man. You killed me, girl. <laughs> Some of you live ladies like, that's not funny, was <laughs> to me. That was funny. I'm like, he died somehow. So after seven years, he dies. Underline the word seven. Seven is the number of completion in the scriptures. Seven is the number of completion. There was something there to be said about the number seven. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. So, she, so I did the math on that really, really, really slowly on my, on my calculator, and so she, she was married for seven years, the number of completion, and then her husband died. And then she lived another 77 years after that, double completion. I don't know if you're into numbers or not. You, if you are, that's for you. If you're not into numbers, then that's just, it was in there, did the math, proud of myself. She lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never got remarried again. Once you get married once, after seven years, she's like, "I've done it once. Been there, done that. I'm not getting married again." She lived as a widow to the age of 84. She left the temple. I'm sorry, she never left the temple, but she stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. We're going to open up our year Jan- um, January 6th to the 26th, with 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're asking not God. We don't want a church that we don't want a church that just grows numerically. We want a church that grows spiritually. So we're gonna give ourselves the 21 days, the first 21 days of the year, starting January 6th, we're gonna pray and ask God to do something super incredible in, our, in the life of our church, in the life of you. I woke up this morning at 3.30, wide awake, replying back to people on Instagram, hey, asking what time church starts tomorrow. I just wake up and I just, God wakes me up and I don't know if it's the caffeine that I had a few hours prior to or I don't know what it is, but God wakes me up and he says, hey, just, he just says, hey I want you just to pray, pray for tomorrow. Run over your message, Wes. And he just begins to work in my heart and speaks to me and I wake up too early sometimes and I do that and I pray and ask God to do incredible things and she's there and she's, she, she never left the temple for 77 years fasting and praying. She came, she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and she began praising God. They're talking and she knows exactly who it is. God said in her heart, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Remember I said, yeah, hey, if you just pray and ask God, what, what will you do? You'll do that. You'll be surprised. Some of you guys, you guys asked God what to do last week, and you did whatever God told you to do, and that was awesome. When you, it, we did that to help you become more like Jesus, because what you'll find is this, that the more you ask God for things, the more he'll speak to you. God wants to speak to you. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be in a church where only God's speaking to me. I want God to speak to you. I want God to speak to you. I don't want God speaking to just me. I want God speaking to all of us in here today. I want him, to, I want him, telling, I want him telling everybody what they should be doing. It makes my job easier. I want to do what God called me to do, and I want you to do what God called you to do. And, and, and she's in there, Anna, and she's praying, and she's asking God, God, what do you want me to do? And all of a sudden, Mary and Joseph come walking up. She began praising God. Just like that, she began to worship because Christmas gave her someone to worship. She talked about the child to everyone who had been expectantly, who, who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. Then she begins telling everyone, man, that's Jesus. Hey, 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 that's Jesus. When your favorite band comes into town, I'm in, I'm in the Winter Garden Rotary, and they were raffling off Billy Joel tickets. I said, why would anybody want to go see Billy Joel? <laughs> that's what I was thinking, Joel. It's a different crowd. I had to Google, I had to Google Billy Joel. Don't, don't be offended. I'm just saying, it's just not, it's not me. It's not my style. But she's like raffling off tickets. There's a reason why she was raffling them off, Joel. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody wanted to buy them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Some of you guys are like a Billy Joel fans. You left the church. Like, or That's our last Sunday. She says in here, she starts praying, she starts praising, she starts worshiping, she starts telling everyone who that, she's like, that's Jesus, that's Jesus. 39, when Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him because he was obedient. That's the story of Jesus coming to earth. Then a few days later, he goes to the temple and Simeon see sees him. and Simeon goes, Man, I've seen Jesus. Now I can die. Now Anna sees him. She's lived for, she's, she was married for seven years. And then she was, the Bible tells, records that for 77 more years, she just worshiped God and she praised God and she fasted. Can you imagine that kind of life? I'm only 35 years old. 30, I'm 35 or 36. I don't remember. It's just an age. It doesn't really matter. Point is this. When I get to the end of my life, when people say, You know what? That guy, he worshiped Jesus. He was praying and fasting. I wouldn't mind if God came back. I want a good time for God to come back. Just in case you're wondering, like in that 21 days of prayer and fasting, that way you guys. The like, last time we remembered our pastor, he was off coffee for 10 days, and he was worshiping and praying. Jesus like, that's a good way to go out. Like you don't want to go out wasting time. You don't want to go out at a place you shouldn't. You shouldn't be at. You don't want to go out doing something you shouldn't. do. You don't want to go out when when you're at odds with your with 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 your with your spouse. Like you want to go out on a on a on a high note. What I love about what I love about worship. What I love about Anna's story about worship is that she didn't, things weren't going great for her. Things weren't going, things weren't going, they weren't smooth sailing. Seven years, it doesn't say that she, I don't know if she had a kid, I don't know if she had any kids, I don't know if she won any kids, but the Bible says she didn't get remarried for 77 years, she stayed a a widow, and here's what I wrote down about worship. I want to give you two things about worship, only two things, all I got for you today is two things, and I think if you can remember these two things, this will help you. Here's the first thing I wrote down, it's easy to worship when you're winning, it's easy to worship when you're winning. When, you're, and when, I, when I say worship, sometimes I leave things out. I woke up last night and God said to me, hey, you left the word out of there. And the word you left out, last was God. When I talk about worship, I talk about worshiping God. When I talk about faith, I hear people use, man, I got faith, I got faith. When I talk about faith, I'm talking about faith in the creator of the universe. I'm not talking about faith in, in, in a stage. I'm not talking about faith in this barstool why it all can hold me up. I'm not talking about my faith in you Why I do have faith in you. I'm talking about faith in, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about God because he's the only name that's, that's worth putting your faith in. Jesus, that's it. Jesus only Jesus. I was telling them, Kevin and Heather. I was telling them a few weeks ago when I was when I was at OBC. Some kid walked at me with the worship guy and said, "Hey, Pastor West." I said, "What do you want?" They said, "You know that you said Jesus seventy-seven times or some crazy number." That's my that's my message. My message is Jesus and loving people. That's my message. Jesus is the main part. I we don't. It's easy to worship God when you're winning. Things are, when, when your bank account's full, oh, God. And you'll, you'll speak in tongues over that. You're so excited. You're like, you don't even, didn't even know how to. But like, I spoke in tongues. My ba- Like when Friday comes in, you're like, oh, Father, God, thank you, Jesus, in the name, hallelujah. Like you all your prayer, all your Jesus words, you got all out in just that prayer. You got it all out. You're shouting down, God, now you're like, that's right, God. I know you're up there, God. I know you're faithful. I know you got my back. And you're doing stuff that you've never done before. You think, like, you, you turn into Josh. Turns like a T.D. Jakes. Or whatever white preacher you like. You just turn into somebody like, you lose your mind. That's my boy, my God. My God's taking care of me, faithful. When you Guys and girls, when you finally talk that girl into liking you, God's favor. He's upon us. God's been good all the time, all the time. God's good, good. And you're shouting God down. When you're not fighting with your wife, man, God, you're so faithful. I mean, we can shout him. When things are going, when we're winning, it is easy to shout him down. I get, to, I get to be around a lot of people. When, when wits win in the competitions, praise God, praise God, praise God. Man, we're, praising, we're praising God. But the next point is wit, too. It's easy to worship God when you're winning. My question for us is will you worship God in the wilderness? <clears throat> will you worship God in the wilderness? I love watching Wit's story unfold over the last two years that God's allowed us to be friends. And I've seen her win and I've seen her lose. And she still worships God. I love that. Some of you guys in here today, I've seen you guys win. I've watched you. I've cheered for you. I'm on the front. I want everybody to win. There isn't anybody that I want to see lose. I want to see people win. That's what I think God, that's what God wants to do. I want to see people win all day, all day. I want to see people slay and win and crush and whatever else is the the, the modern word for winning. I want to see people win all the time. That's all I want to do is see people win. Because when you win, we all win. And when we all win, the world can be changed. That's why I want us to win. That's simple. We can reach more. I don't want to start one church in Cuba. I want to start more. When you go to these places and you see these kids' faces, I don't remember the buildings. I remember seeing a lot of things in Shambles, but I remember seeing kids' faces that I saw on that trip. I remember seeing that. I remember walking through those slums of, of Nairobi, Kenya, and seeing people drink the water that you and I wouldn't even wash our hands in. I remember those things. I want to do more. I want to reach further. When you win, we all win. I wanna see more people win. I go to the gym every week. You guys know that, five days a week. I see Lee in there rooting for people every single day. I wanna cheer people on and I wanna be around people that are cheering other people on. That's my demograph. Like, that's what I wanna do, I wanna help people win. I'm so proud of Leah, she's in here today. She's a winner. She's just progressing, I'm so proud of her. I wanna be around, I wanna watch people win. I want you to win. But here's the deal, when you lose, do you still worship God? Do you, st- are you still giving God, the, giving God the praise? When my car broke down last week, you're like, man, God, thank you so much, at least I had a car to break down. I'm gonna worship you regardless. God, my bank account's low, but I'm gonna trust you, I'm gonna be faithful, I'm gonna still worship you, God, even though my bank account's low. He broke up with me or she broke up with me, God, but I'm still gonna worship you, God, because you're still faithful and you're still good. Last night, a tsunami hit Indonesia, 220 people died. It's hard to worship God in those kind of wilderness moments. But we look at Anna's story today. For 77 years, she just worshiped God. She was just faithful. Just worshiping and praying and worshiping and praying. And she would rinse and repeat, Lee. Just rinse and repeat. Prayer and worship and prayer and praise and prayer and worship and prayer and worship and fasting and praying and fasting and praying and fasting and praying. praying. She was bound, but you wouldn't call that winning. Your husband dying after being married for seven years, that's not winning. But she worshiped. She worshiped. 77, 77 years of what you and I would call loneliness. 77 years of what you and I would call a, you'd call it just a missed opportunity, what well, you and I would call it that. But Anna's like, I'm gonna worship God because this doesn't change the fact. Whatever my situations don't change my spirit. I'm gonna be faithful. I'm gonna trust God no matter what. I'm gonna worship God no matter what. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on giving. I'm gonna keep on serving. I'm gonna keep on I'm gonna keep on I'm gonna keep on loving. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and they have they they built this they've just built this business in the last year and they're at the top of the company and they're just crushing the heck out of it. They said, Hey, we want you to come talk to our organization. We have 130 people in our downline and we have about 77 people at this at this conference, and we want you to come and teach. I said, I got that, no problem. I said, what do you wanna talk about? What do you want me to talk about? They said, I said, what do you wanna talk about? Like leadership, like loving people? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, that's really what, that's, that's the kind of stuff I like to talk about. Like, we don't want you to talk about what you like to talk about. We want you to talk about what you really go through. And I said, what's that? And he goes, we want you to talk about the wilderness. Because the wilderness is inevitable. The wilderness is inevitable. Like every once in a while, <clears throat> you know, I get on my phone and, and it's, it's, it's encouraging. Sometimes I get on my phone, it's not encouraging. But I woke up last night, I told you at 3.30, but I'd got a text right before that at at 2.43. And uh, this person said, I I was praying about the gift that I, I was praying about the gift that I should have gave to the church last week. And and I just told God I would give my, I would give whatever I get, my end of the year bonus, I'm just gonna give whatever I get. I'm just gonna give that to the church. You don't mind getting that text at 2.43 in the morning. and the the person said um, they said I'm going to give it to you guys this week and they they, they said I love you I love your vision that God's provided to the both of you guys It's it's easy to worship when you get texts like that Joey texted me this morning at 740 704 good morning my friend Merry Christmas I wanted you to know that the Lord woke me up early this morning probably the same time he woke me up and led me to intercede for you by name it's easy to worship when people are praying for you by name. It's, that's easy. I'm praying about the I'm praying the joy of the Lord over your church today and tomorrow. Salvation in the house as you lift up the Lord Jesus as your Savior. God's anointing on you personally as you minister the word today and tomorrow. I haven't even read all this yet. Go confidently in God. That's rude, right? Go confidently in God. You are his son, and he is so pleased with you. I love you, man. I can't wait to hear all that God does for his church through his church that you lead. It's easy to wake up and worship when you're winning. But I go through the wilderness. I go through the wilderness. Last 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 Saturday at two o'clock, we went through the wilderness last Saturday. We go through the wilderness, it's inevitable. So I just wanna encourage you today, wherever you're at in here today, you might be in a season of winning, but I wanna let you know it's easy to worship when you're winning. And I wanna encourage you to worship when you're in the wilderness, I don't know how Anna did it, except for this. I'm gonna tell you why. A couple of reasons why I think she did it, but Anna had a big, 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 big revelation from God. He had a huge revelation from God, and God just opened up her eyes. She, she just had a. She, I mean, God opened up her eyes so big that. It would, I mean, she and she—I mean, just make sure you know, like she hadn't seen him yet. She, she had already, she had already done life. She saw him as a baby, but for 77 years, she had been faithful and obedient, and she was surrendered, and she was sacrificed, and she had sight. She had all those things, and her story had been changed. She was, for 77 years, she was faithful. Hey, guys and guys and girls in here, today you want God to do something great in your life? Talk to Chase about this every week. We sit down and have. Or kneel together. If you want God to bless you, be faithful. Faithful is everything. I was so glad when Kevin called me. You want to know why I was glad when Kevin called me to his funeral? Because Kevin and his wife have taught my taught my two oldest kids when they were four years old, in a, in a thing called puggles or cubbies or bubble guppies or something like that, and a wana something like that. And he taught my kids, both of my kids, that God's real and church is fun. Well, of course I want to. He was faithful. They did that for almost, almost two decades. They, did, they were just faithful. Faithful. God, man, we, everybody wants to be blessed, but nobody wants to be faithful. Be faithful, friends. I want that for you. But there needs to be a transference, you got to own it for yourself. Nelson and Jenny are new to our church. And last night I said, Hey, I want, they're, they're on, they said, what, what can we do? What can we do to, to help you? They're feeding me food and I'm asking them to serve Jesus, giving them the opportunity. And Nelson came last night and helped us set this thing up, help us set the church up. And he goes, nah, I just really, you, you really have no idea. If you're on setup, you get it. Like, you really have no idea. <laughs> you just, you walk in it and it's set up. You just really have no idea. I think everyone ought to come set up at least once a month. But, I throw it out there, Jeff. It just felt good. It rolled off my tongue. <clears throat> Jeff, Jeff comes to our church three months out of the year. Love that guy. Said yesterday, he goes, I need to go to the second service tomorrow. I said, Why? He goes, Because you you're gonna need help breaking this thing down. I didn't have to ask him. He's You're gonna need help breaking this thing down. I love that. It's just just being just showing up and just doing what you can do. So he goes, Man, this is this is this is big. I, Nelson and Jenny come walking this morning. It's our first day on Dream Team. They're super excited. I said, man, I'm so glad you guys are here. They said, man, we've been, we're so excited to serve. I love that. That's a testimony. I'm so excited. I'm, I, we can't wait to serve. We can't wait to shake hands. Honestly, I didn't mean to, I should have told them, it's like, they've already been serving for like the last five weeks because they're like, they get here early. They're shaking hands. They've shaken more hands than the people that are supposed to shake hands, shake hands. <laughs> Watch them. Hey, I want to let you know that um, let me leave my Bible in. Verse 38 says this. It says, she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and she began worshiping God. I, I wrote down something that God gave me really just, just yesterday and it's this. The world's waiting on your worship. The world's waiting on your worship. Like someone's, wor- at any given moment of the day, someone is worshiping Jesus. So he's not narcissistic. He's not waiting around for you to worship him. Someone's worshiping him. If I'm not worshiping him, someone else in here is worshiping him. But the world's waiting on your worship. They're waiting on, your, they're waiting on you to surrender. They're waiting on you to, on you to sacrifice. They're waiting on you to, to do something. I went to Starbucks last night. I said, sir, I said, um, I'd like to pay for the guy behind me. That's so awesome. He says, you, you play the drums. I was in the church truck. He goes, You play the drums? I said, No stress. This belongs in my church. He goes, You got some nice people that go to your church. I said, We do. I said, Who came through this drive through <laughs> This is last night. He goes, a couple just came through here and they were so they were smiling. They were, they were nice. He goes, man, he's like, I think there's a lot of people going to your church tonight. I'm like, it's tomorrow morning, but we set up tonight. Like, we don't own a building in a winter garden, but we own one in Cuba almost. <laughs> like, Bought one somewhere else first. We bought, our, we bought our vacation before we bought our own house. Someone else is waiting on your worship. Someone's waiting on my worship. So it's just that's just it's as simple as that. Someone's waiting on the someone's waiting on your invite. We gave you these invite cards. Someone's waiting on you to do your part. Someone's waiting on. They're not going to get invited unless you invite them. Someone's waiting on your worship. Someone's not going to come in here and hear Jesus and sit in these seats unless someone's. Unless someone says, I'm gonna worship God by setting up these chairs on, on a Saturday night. Someone's not gonna hear. Someone's not gonna, someone's, not gonna, someone's not gonna hear the gospel unless someone says, you know, I'm gonna worship God by holding two-year-old babies, three-year-old babies. Hanging out with Chip for an hour and ten minutes. Like n- until someone says, I'm gonna go worship, someone's gonna miss out on the gospel. And I don't want that. God doesn't want that. The world's waiting on your worship. I about invite you to stand on your feet. Man, we're so glad you're here today. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.